Bing bong. I am back with another edition of the State of Bitcoin podcast, where I am joined by Paco at Run With Bitcoin, who is very interestingly enough traveling around the globe, and his goal is to get 40 countries in 400 days and use strictly Bitcoin. I believe at the time of this recording, he's about 17 countries through, and he's added a bunch of African countries where he actually dropped some news about the Central African Republic creating their own coin. So be sure to tune in and listen and uh, like and subscribe this podcast. Help share all this information with all friends and family so you can tell people that not only is Bitcoin a good investment or good savings technology, but the power and the use case for the currency is on full, full display in this episode. Now, Let's get into it with Paco at Run With Bitcoin. Whoosh. What's up, everybody? We are live with another edition of the State of Bitcoin podcast. But first, I want to give a huge shout out to MyNode at MyNodeBTC. You can find their website at MyNodeBTC.com as well. Uh, they're the one-stop shop where you can go get a Bitcoin node and a Lightning wallet all in one. You can get their hardware. Uh, go ahead and purchase that. Uh, you know, I, I was able to get one to start to set up podcasting 2.0. So if you're on Breeze or any of those other podcasting 2.0 services, be on the lookout at my Twitter account because I will be launching that shortly. And then, yeah, uh, go ahead and uh, if you're looking to buy a node or get a Lightning wallet, get some hardware, go through my node. Uh, my node's great. I had them on an earlier podcast episode as well. So Taylor's very knowledgeable and very great and does a lot for his customers. So at MyNodeBTC, go ahead, give them a follow. And uh, yeah, now let's get into this bonus uh, episode. I'm very, very excited for this guest. Uh, he's doing some awesome, awesome stuff. He's traveling around the globe and using strictly Bitcoin. So now let's go ahead and pull him up. Paco, how are you doing today? Hi, hi, hi. What's up, buddy? Doing all good, man. How about you? <laughs> Hello from Malawi. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's awesome, man. So um, why don't you, uh, I guess, give us a little intro to what you're doing and, uh, you know, how it's going so far. All right. Hi, everybody. Uh, Muli Buanji from Malawi. That's how they say hello here. My name is Paco. I am traveling around 40 countries in 400 days by just using Bitcoin. The purpose of the journey is to show there is adoption of Bitcoin mass awareness and to show that humans are really kind through my travel vlogs that I show on the YouTube channel. So far, I'm on day number 244, I guess, and this is the 12th country. But uh, I'm in Africa and yes, man, there are there are Bitcoin believers. There are around the world. That's awesome, man. So let's back it up a little bit. So how did you uh, hear about Bitcoin and uh, you know when did you kind of uh, dive down the rabbit hole? Uh, this happened uh, last year when I was handed over a book by my friend called The Bitcoin Standard, which really like, you know, once you see it, you can't unsee it. And it started speaking about the history of money and how we have evolved and how the money has gone from gold to Federal Reserve. And it just kept on showing what is time preference for that simple matter. You know, what is quality? And it just started showing different ways of how everything is just lost. So it said, fix the money, fix the world. And in the book, uh, I, uh, there was this lady called Nellie Bly. Uh, she's from England. She circumnavigated the globe in 1878 by using pounds and gold coins. And pounds at that time was a new currency. 
So I was like, this is 2021. I'm going to travel around the world by using Bitcoin. This That's is amazing. how I start. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's amazing stuff. So, um, you know, a lot of people, I've, I've actually had a couple people on that, that wanted to say, you know, where when you look around, uh, even though in the United States and maybe in some other countries, bigger countries, uh, maybe the quote unquote first world, uh, it's not exactly legal tender or, or things like that. But mm-hmm. you know, you're showing the, the proof case here that, you know, you can travel around 40 countries and uh, use strictly Bitcoin. So that's awesome. So what gave you the motivation to, I guess, uh, you know, do this because you're still like fairly early on into your uh, your Bitcoin journey. Um, so what made you be like, OK, you know, now I've, I've learned enough and I want to go ahead and, and really put this to the test and travel around and do all this. Uh, so basically, I have been traveling over the last seven years now and I have been on the move and I really enjoy that plus side of humanity. You know, I really love it. Like uh, I really feel humans are inherently kind people, just the circumstances aren't. Uh, and in the current world, what is just being shown is just like this is going up. This is going down. This is I. This is going out of the place. And there's just a lot of news and chaos in this world. And. Mark Twain has said it beautifully. If you don't follow news, you're uninformed. But if you follow, you are misinformed. And I was just like, okay, I cannot fight with the information, but I can just share what's the current information around what I am feeling. And like I'm showing like people are really nice. And yes, there is Bitcoin adoption. And yes, people are open to it. And in which countries they are not like Qatar, definitely not because of the kingdom. The kingdom is out there. And how countries are just adopting and you find these little pockets, these little communities, these OTC traders are pretty much everywhere, man. I can just say like every country you can just go down. Like I have been practically able to move just without using a credit card, not even your crypto card. man. Can you believe that? It's just crazy. Like you convert it, you convert your OTC, you help yourself to move around a little and you end up finding these little places. So Yeah, that's nice. That's amazing, man. So that's, yeah, uh, yeah that's great. Um, so I think, you know, you, you kind of nailed it on the head, too. And I, I think something's like really unique about the Bitcoin community in itself, uh, you know, at least from my experience, even over like the Internet and just over Twitter and, and other mediums like that. When I've interacted with Bitcoiners, that are you know, more open to, you know, either donating or, or helping out in, in some way, shape or form, or even educating just for free or pointing free resources. So um, what has been, I guess, your coolest experience just kind of getting into the whole Bitcoin world, like your coolest interaction, I guess, so far? I, I have I have one um, definitely meeting, definitely having a chat with Gandalf recently was the one like where just I was like, what the hell? Like this just happened. Uh, and he's really supportive, like very constructive, very, very constructive. Like this is something like I was just unsurprised. Uh, there's a little bitter, little sweet one that happened with Bitcoin magazine. And uh, yeah, yeah. so I, I was in Sri Lanka and I am 33. I lost the room keys. So I was like, okay, I still lost it. And uh, I asked the lady and I was like, hey, I want to get your copy done. She's like, no, you have to pay like $200. You have to put in a new lock and blah and blah. I'm like, please. So I took the key. I ran to the neighboring town for security reasons, not the same town. Uh, I ran to the same town. Uh, I, ran, I ran to the town. I, gave, I told the guy like, hey, I'll pay you in Bitcoin. And the guy flashed his Binance wallet. Yes. 
Wow. He flashed his Vinay's wallet. I doubled him. I was like, here, you take double, man. Like, go for it. So, Bitcoin Magazine picked up that video. They shared it. And then they deleted it in like three minutes. And I don't know why they did that. That was really hilarious for me. That was crazy. I really thank Cointelegraph team. Like, it has been really nice. They have been very supportive. And it's just being happening. Like, I have just uh, come to understand something really nice. Uh, being part of the journey is proof of work which has given me a lot of happiness within me because it's all about creation and consumption. Like where you're creating, you're contributing, and then you're consuming, it's a different ball game. Otherwise, it's all proof of stake and just consumption, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, uh, it's interesting too that, you know, Bitcoiners all around, everyone that I kind of talk to is kind of brought in that whole proof of work into their own life, which wow. is what it, what it seems like you're doing as well, which is awesome. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, and you mentioned Gandalf, too. That, that's kind of how we got connected as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, Gandalf's a good, great guy and a great ambassador for uh, Bitcoin as a whole. And, you know, yes. he's helped me uh, learn quite, quite a bit. So, um, yeah, that's awesome. So you're, you're currently in Africa, which had yeah. the, uh, you know, Central African Republic just, um, I guess, just named Bitcoin as legal tender. So uh, I guess, have you been to Africa prior to this? And uh, okay. And then did you uh, kind of decide or did you decide to, to go through Africa because of, uh, you know, you kind of heard some rumblings of, you know, Bitcoiners there or, um, you know, what was kind of the decision on the route that you took? So basically, when I started my travel, I had a plan to circumnavigate the globe, obviously. But as I moved, the bloody COVID came in with the new virus in December, January, and it kind of hampered my plans. So most of the countries that were opening, they shut down again. So my East Asia got really screwed up. I missed out on Vietnam. I missed out on Philippines, Indonesia, and all these places. And then I was like, okay, let's just move into Polynesia. And then I realized, holy fuck, Polynesia is fuck expensive, like $500, $1,000, tickets, $1,500. I moved over into Gulf. And I was like, as, I was like all right, let's, Africa was a part of this. So I was like, let's just start with Africa before I move over into Southern America or the Eastern Europe part. And I started off with Kenya and it was just like, wait a minute, Africa has a story. And of all the places, Africa needs it the most. So I was like, all right, what do you do? I was supposed to do four countries or six countries here. Now I have changed it and I'm making like about 16, 15, 15 countries out here in Africa so that I can get you something what's happening in East Africa, what's happening in the Southern African region, in the Western and the North Africa region. Because this is what Mr. Gaddafi was practically planning for uh, Africa. And that was one single currency. And just about to I see what Bitcoin can really do here. Like why there is so much disparity, you know. And I was just like, oh my God, there's this. And, and, and just to find the little, little people, pockets, communities, getting connected to them. And to just to see why Bitcoin adoption is still 15 years away from here. We're at least 15, 20 years away from here. So Africa has just fallen in a place in a perfect time. And then you just come to know out like everything has come on forward. Like there's the Bitcoin fund, the Bitcoin trust. There is everything happening. And it's just like the language here changes every country. So there are like almost like thousand languages. And always I just see myself. I'm like, right now I'm in a place. It's called Enkata Bay. I'm able to use this. This is good internet. But everybody doesn't have a smartphone. They still have mobile money. And then they have their own regional language. How will the Bitcoin education trickle down to such people? Is always I keep questioning as I move different throughout the Africa. And I've come to found out answer. There's something called Bitcoin Ekasi. They are teaching, making Bitcoin language. 
in different languages. There is Bitcoin Matani from Kenya who is teaching it in five different languages. I met somebody called Dr. Sandra in Tanzania. She has written Bitcoin in Kiswahili. So it is just too nice to just to take the local faces and the local stories out so that people can just be like, oh, wait, this is happening. Like, you're not alone. It gives a very strong message when I can just say, like, I did Kenya, Tanzania. Oh, Kilimanjaro, I paid with Bitcoin. Wow. They're like, oh, you can use it. It's just not the visa card. It's a very funny thing. Uh, I was talking to the Kilimanjaro chap, the tour guide. He says when a person pays $1,000, he loses almost $52 as their visa MasterCard fees. It's almost four and a half, five percent and when and then when you tip that is practically a tip for one of the, your porters who will take you up to the mountain you get it how much money just goes like it's it's crazy and like and now and now people people just see bitcoin as money though let's be honest people have been scammed a lot here a lot brother like no that's why people are scared of bitcoin they call bitcoin is a bitch bitcoin is a scam bitcoin is a ponzi scheme bitcoin is a pyramid Bitcoin is to get where get rich quickly. This is how people see it. That's it. And so I'm just happy to share the learnings of Bitcoin standard with them. I feel honored. Like I feel like I'm doing my part. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing stuff. So, uh, you know, I, I, I think it's pretty interesting what you said there is that everybody kind of sees that almost like Bitcoin is, is like a scam or a Ponzi scheme. And I think like, yeah. uh, you know, maybe Americans um, or you know, some other people, maybe traditional investors or, or things like that to kind of view mm. Bitcoin the same. Um, so mm. how do you, I guess, uh, battle that question, kind of get them to, uh, you know, trust you enough to, to like believe in this, you know, quote unquote, funny internet money that they got going on? So one thing very awesome I really love is love is the lightning Bitcoin. All right. So this is so pretty awesome. Like you meet the person, you set him up a wallet of Satoshi. And the world of Satoshi is set up in like what less than it's seven MB. Okay. It's ready. And I've just sent him a dollar of Bitcoin. And the person is just looking at my face. I'm looking at that person. They're like, oh, I just got some Bitcoin. So I believe if you give a person a car, the first car person drives it. If you give the person a book, the person will read it. If you give that person some Bitcoin, the person will research about it. So, anyways, I give them that Bitcoin and then I really shoot this out really out there. I'm like, you American gold coin. Let's go hundred years back. American gold coin our Dutch gold coin, a Malawian gold coin, or an Indian gold coin, all had different stamps. But your gold was gold and my gold was gold. And now why is your $1 is to 10,000? And why is my one rupee is to 500? Why this difference came? And they really questioned. They're like, yeah, what happened? And then you just take them forward to the gold standard and then they take it from the gold standard, from the history of money, to the double spending of money, and then to teach them like the Raspberry Pi, and then they're like, yeah, you can't cheat this. Who will cheat you? And then they're just like, they're suddenly like today, I was just sharing it with the five local Malawian boys down here. And they were just like, holy shit. Dude, I felt today like they were the fastest graspers in my history of teaching or sharing knowledge. And they're just like, what is sound money? Like, what is sound money? And then finally, like, yeah, because everybody is down there trying to trade. Everybody's been scammed here. Most of the people I've met, dude, my, a guy in Uganda, sold his cow for $400 in 2014 to buy Bitcoin. And he got scammed. Like, it happens. This is this is reality. This is the truth. And the problem is the trickle of the knowledge. By the time the English knowledge is trickled down, 
it gets converted must flavorized and everything and then it always because brother in africa it's really tough you know you need money in tuni that is true yeah exactly so, yeah. so um do you think that you know i think it's pretty interesting that you said that they they picked it up very quickly do you think um <clears throat> you know maybe because of like the education and the willingness you have to teach them it's they're kind of picking up that way or do you think that you know maybe uh you know, some traditional education has kind of like muddied up the water, so to speak. So it makes it more of a difficult concept to, to grasp because, you know, in the traditional education system, you learn the fiat system. And so you think that that's the only way. Um, are you kind of seeing that, that it's easier to teach, uh, you know, maybe some of these like younger kids just because it's, uh, you know, they don't have necessarily that preconceived notion in their head? I have come to understanding like, people in their 40s and below and 50s and below are really open to learning and be clear i'm just going to be carved there and say it they're really open to learning i tried to explain this to my dad too and my dad is 65 and all he told me was like hey i have lived my life it's your life you figure that shit is good go for it i don't have enough i don't need to bother and it made sense you know yesterday i was talking to this dutch guy and he's like i have a house i have a car i don't fucking give a fuck about anything else and i was like aha uh-huh. there you go there you go so i have just come to see the understanding is like it is very easy given to the mobile phone technology that we have that these young kids are really prone to learning like all these five kids were all computer boys so i am in a community here there are there are computers and they are learning about it so that was pretty cool to see that they were really open to like they understood the concept you know because i think so inflation and expenses teaches every man, every boy to be a man i feel like when you have to pay your bills you get up on your feet and you're like fuck i have to pay bills and you're just like why am i still working so hard and the bills are still not still increasing every time so it hits them really well so it was it is really nice to just see like the young young people are really open to it bang on that's awesome but yeah, I, I think too, like, you know, at, at least from my exposure of, of people to, is that, that they're seeing a lot of, you know, like you said, inflation and it's kind of, you know, making people grow up a little faster because they're realizing, okay, you know, at least in the United States, there's, there's like kind of a trend of having more than one income, whether that's like having a quote unquote side job or something along those lines. And, you know, the, the generation always uh, before us kind of taught us to work hard, one job, stay at a company and then, you know, save your money. And that was that was going to cut it. But you know, I think my generation quickly realized that that's not going to work no. here anymore. So uh, I think, you know, they're, they're kind of coming around to the fact, uh, you know, about Bitcoin, uh, about the power of it and, and the sound and hard money principles. And I think, you know, you nailed it right there. I think that's part of the reason why, uh, you know, a lot of older people, you know, they're, they're done with their career. They've got their house. They, they've got all these other things. They don't really necessarily need to worry about making more and more money. Whereas, you know, our generation, that's what we got to worry about, right? We got to mm-hmm. keep making uh, that income come in. Yeah. Um, so uh, you're educating a lot of people and it seems like you're, yeah. you know, you're running around the globe. How are you combating the language barriers and are you running into d- any difficulty with that? Oh my God, brother. Honestly, I wish I was like a Jesus or a Moses who spoke all the languages of the world. Holy fuck, I swear to God. I, I hate it. Like, like it's only, I'm like, I'm like, I'm English. I'm telling you. So it is just the people I can get. Like so, even if like today there were five, at least I did got those five people. 
educated about it right so i'm still combating that like anybody who speaks english like in uganda i hosted i hosted like two meetups i got like 60 people 40 crypto trade like 40 crypto and 20 came in the university so we had this random 60 english only english brother there is nothing else that's why i keep shouting these people who are on your on twitter shouting hodel 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 on twitter they're like oh we are going to go to the move we got to do this i'm like wait a minute guys you need to come on to the ground and to just see there is no knowledge brother honestly if you can touch something that is money that's all it is you know we have been we cannot take we are still have touch is a feeling right one of your senses you touch that 100 dollar note you feel that is a 100 dollar note right and you just tell them i give you some bitcoin and then they're like what what the fuck you going to scam me that's it right it is it is crazy man but i'm i'm just getting by so this is what i feel an african story what is happening is i am finding all hidden bitcoiners and uh, what happens is there can be a there will be a bitcoin only conference in africa by africa that would be a very strong message and okay i'm just going to break it out to you central african republic is not going to not going to take bitcoin as legal uh, it, it is going to have its own coin let me just put it out there oh all right so oh. do you uh oh yeah uh, uh oh so yeah i just have to tell you yeah yeah we've seen el salvador kind of uh you know do just bitcoin and bitcoin only and then we've seen okay. kind of some cities in united states uh miami specifically came out with the miami coin and i don't know if yeah. you followed that or or heard that story that's right yeah but yeah. it earned a lot of money for the city initially and then um you know recently with all these uh kind of shit coins just falling apart <laughs> got rug, rug pulled as well um Ooh. so uh yeah so, so so some big news there so i guess uh How do you are what what is uh the Central African Republic's kind of plan for the uh their own coin or or are you able to disclose anything from from that? I I can I can just say like they they have those neighboring countries they will jump on the same coin coin board so they will launch their own coin. See, let's just be honest. Nobody wants to lose power. We are humans. We are men. Like we want power. Gay right from Game of Thrones. You see it. Like we just fucking fight for power, right? <laughs> so they're gonna have their own coin. but there's something really positive is like it's a big big finger to the french government like screw you we know how to make our own coin i do not know what chain they will be on i just know like they're having their own coin coming through and uh, you'll see it in like this week inshallah okay <laughs> yeah. yeah but that's a little disappointing but i mean you know i do kind of see your point there you know a lot of you know the governments they don't they don't want to lose power and that's why <laughs> at least there's been a trend that it seems like a lot of uh, governments and and things like that are talking about this CBDCs opposed That's to it. yeah ex- accepting bitcoin um so i guess uh even though it's like kind of a big you know middle finger to the french uh government yeah. you kind of think that the implementing it as a CBDC or or something along those lines would be almost like a negative for for the african people uh-huh um i would say like the african people see i'll tell you here they just have mobile money so when you come down here in africa and say bank the unbank there is no fucking bank to be unbanked here right they have mobile money so there are already private entities who control it so it is just like the shift of power that's going to happen right now this is what i feel right now but i mean the french are going to fight the imf you need see you see the indian people are friends with imf the people love in international monetary fund that just favors the dollar 
there so there's been a lot of resistance i can just share with you one more thing is there's been a lot of resistance uh from internally but the president's office had passed it really positively out because they knew finally they are free of it and they are really open to having bitcoin exchanges they are really open to having bitcoin atms they are really open to un- they are really pro favored towards bitcoin and they use the word bitcoin as a synonym to crypto coins can you believe that you know i asked him i asked i asked my contact and i'm like hey so bitcoin i'm so happy and he's like hey we used bitcoin because it's a very famous coin we are open to everything and i'm like holy cow are you kidding me right now <laughs> Yeah, so how are you uh, kind of going along the lines and and educating uh, you know people around the world you know when when they bring up that point uh, when they try to say you know Bitcoin and crypto as synonymous and uh, you know maybe they they see the volatility or or I don't know if maybe the news is there yet or or people are paying attention around the globe of like stuff like what just happened with Luna where it was I think like around one hundred and twenty bucks and now it's not even a cent or anything like that. Yeah. Um, seeing that these big, uh, you know, shit coins are, are getting rug pulled, how how are you uh, kind of, I guess, shifting the conversation to Bitcoin and Bitcoin only? So what is happening here is I just always take to him to a very simple thing. So you know, my dear friend, there are a lot of churches around, right? Everybody can open a church here. It's so easy to open a church here than a Bitcoin wallet in Africa. I'll tell you. Okay, <laughs> but since so there are a lot of churches so i always shoot out the message to them i'm like do you know who jesus is they're like no i'm like do you know who satoshi nakamoto is like they're like no I'm like do you know anybody who owns bitcoin is like no i'm like why is like because of the raspberry pi <laughs> they just get connected so it is really just nice to just show them like you practically are free you finally have that freedom finally when you work that 8 hours of labor you will get paid something that is the same value in us as the same value in london and then suddenly you just feel liberated you suddenly feel that joy right so you just to sell them these things and they just like feel like wow and then to just show lightning bitcoin transactions wow they are just like oh it just happened like lightning bitcoin is something which has really helped in adoption on a huge level so really great that's awesome so all right so you're in africa now you were you in uh, europe or asia before or were you so, able to kind of go through there because of covid uh, so basically, what I've done is I've so far done India, UAE, Thailand, Cambodia, Singapore, uh, Sri Lanka. You see what happened to Sri Lanka, like crazy. Like Sri Lanka uh, moved over to Qatar, and now to Kenya, Uganda, Rwanda, Tanzania, now Malawi. I will be moving from here over into Southern America, Central America, do something there, and then ended off in Eastern Europe. By the way, the pace I am going at it. I am feeling like it's going to be extended by another couple of hundred days by the time I'm done with all the 40. But it is really crazy. I feel Europe has a huge market. I've got a lot of people from Europe telling me, come to Europe, come to Europe. And so I'm just waiting for countries to open up. Since I'm an Indian, I have to apply visas and all that bloody procedure is really chaotic. Like you wouldn't believe I have to apply for a single, every single African country visa to move forward. It's not like I just show up and then they let like, hey, Paco, come in. Uh-uh. You apply, you get in through. So I'm just doing all the paperwork slowly and gradually. And yeah, I will move into South America and to the Eastern Europe. Then. Yeah. Awesome. So have you noticed, uh, I guess, a difference in, uh, you know, Bitcoin education as you're kind of going along or uh, a willingness to it? Um, or, uh, you know, or is it kind of just like a similar experience? I will just tell you, 
and average African uh, community leaders that I have met, they earn on an average $100 a month. All right. Now, what happens with that $100 a month? They have bills to pay and they love crypto. They know what Bitcoin is. They understand it. But then there, there are projects who approach them, NFT projects, altcoiners and all of them. They approach them and then they offer them $500, $1,000. The person says, ends up saying yes, because he wants that thousand bucks. He has a family to feed. And then he's, they start shilling projects. So I do not blame them because they have a family to feed. But like, they're really pro in shilling projects. You name it, which project you want to be shilled. They will set you up a big party, big fancy thing. They will shill the coin. They will make it go big. And then rug pull it. It happens. It happens. I met so many of them here. On my face, they will say, yeah, I know it's going to crash, but I'm making money. It's it's T I A. This is Africa. <laughs> this is Africa, my man. <laughs> yeah, that's some wild stuff. So, uh, yeah. I mean, it, it definitely seems like a you know a lot of these countries. Like when you're talking to maybe a, the the average person too, uh, that that they can really use Bitcoin. Um, so when you uh, I guess go through and kind of like give them a lesson and, and sitting and and talking with them. Uh, do they like, all right, or do they kind of realize like, okay, I need to take the uh, power of my own money into my own hands, uh, kind of take it away from the government? Or do they kind of not have that view, um, you know, that maybe a lot of Bitcoiners uh, have right now where it's like, okay, you know, the Fed and other other people are kind of inflating our money and things like that. Mm. Uh, do they kind of view it that way? Or do they just kind of see, I guess, the use cases and things like that? They are just like, can I convert it to mobile money? I, like, I'll tell you, I paid for my Kilimanjaro trek, and he was like, convert it and show me. And I connected him to my OTC guy, and they converted it. He got cash in his mobile money. He's like, okay, this works. Like, I'm right now at a place. Uh, it's an NGO. It's a hostel. They have nursery schools, handicapped schools. They're like, can I convert it to money? And I'm like, yes, you can convert it to money. And then they're like, can people send me money? And they're like, yes. So they, they love the use case of it. Uh, they are just like because they have bills to pay, man. This is like when you have bills to pay, you just want cash. You wouldn't sing even of saving a one sack. I tell you, the Kilimanjaro guy didn't even save a single sack. He was just like, I want cash. I know you taught me Bitcoin. I know you told me the the currency is shit. I don't know. I, they they get it all. They're like, brother, money in my hand is money in my hand. But I'm really happy that they are really open. They are like, I'm gonna put it on my website that I accept Bitcoin. I'm going to open an account and I also tell them to open an account on exchange so that they can exchange it through an exchange. So I give them that option, but I always tell, I, I, I open them a non-custodial wallet. So that would either be a blue wallet or a moon wallet or a wallet of Satoshi so that they have the whole, they hold their own keys. That's what I leave them with. And thanks to now, recently I was recently doing was getbitcoin.org. It's a human rights foundation. Uh, some initiative they're giving 2100 sats so i'm just sharing that with people as of now okay awesome stuff yeah so uh you you mentioned it a little bit previously but uh you said that you you had a little difficulty in sri lanka uh are you able to kind of go through i guess some of the the harder times or, or some of the difficulties that you faced on, along your trip oh uh, man like sri lanka was really suffering man like they don't have Petrol. All right, I break it down to you very simple. All right, if you take a US dollar to the bank, the bank was giving you 150, 200. But if you took it to the black market, they give you 250. A US dollar physical. If you took a USDT, they give you 260, 270. 
all right now because of this what is why what's happening is because the country doesn't have dollars so when they don't have dollars you can't import so you can't import so used cars went all up right since you can't import you can't import petrol so there were like 6688 hours of petrol problem since you don't have dollars you don't have petrol you have electricity shortage so there were 6688 hours of electricity shortages and this all craziness was just happening and you could just see the currency plummet finally they let the peg go from 200 and now it is somewhere floating at 400 their their minister was thrown away they have something out there like everything like you are just down there and the price just goes up like suddenly yesterday you were like saying 3000 is the price today is like such 3300 and this is what is happening and killing that's what killed venezuela right this is what i'm going to i'm going to zimbabwe next and they say they have 700% inflation man and you know what something happening is i just i'll just share it with you guys here like china owns everything you don't even know it the silk route you talk about the olden silk route going through kazakhstan afghanistan india the new silk road is the airports and the seaports and the roads cambodian seaport is owned by china for 99 years kenyan roads are owned the tanzanian port is owned uganda airport is owned they buying airports seaports practically they are owning everything and then they devalue your currency and then you can't pay anything and you are practically indebted for next 10 years yeah it's incredible and i don't know if you saw this uh today but there was actually a report that that went out uh that although china banned bitcoin mining they still host 21% of the actual hash rate of bitcoin so um, wow. yeah so they still own like a a good portion of it obviously a lot yeah. of you know maybe institutional type in uh type bitcoin miners left and uh you know they got caught or or whatever but uh it seems like a lot of hash rate is still there um whether people are kind of like are hiding it out or are doing whatever but um you know it seems like the chinese people too kind of kind of get bitcoin so i'd be curious to see you know what they uh are kind of about with when it comes to bitcoin um i think that they're starting to develop a, maybe like a cbdc or something along those lines too in china it's on it's on yeah yeah they have the they have it the digital yuan so i'm going to tell you two fun things i can't tell names okay. i met a bitcoin miner he's a japanese guy and he runs a warehouse in china all right the second thing is a warehouse rude he showed me his photos and videos and i'm like whoa These are the guys who were with CZ and Roger Ward and back in those days, and I met those guys in Bangkok. Uh, the second thing is Bitcoin. China was really smart. They let go. They let people mine until 19 million bitcoins were mined, and when there were just merely two million left, they were like, "You get out of here." They just said it on the face, but everything was all open. Like I, I after I met that miner, and he says I'm a miner, and you meet him at a Bitcoin meetup. and you just know him you, you know you know if you meet a 2011 2012 bitcoiner you would just see a different different aura around that person and i just and i was just like wow this is crazy man how do you do this but it's true he's like yeah everything works man this is china huh that's wild yeah, yeah. i mean yeah <clears throat> and it seems like you know there's there's probably a, a, quite a few people exactly like that um yeah. which is awesome uh And yeah, I mean, when you, you can definitely tell when you've met uh, somebody who's been very seasoned in Bitcoin. So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So how are you? Uh, I guess kind of organizing these these meetups when you go to town to town or to country to country. Are you 
I know you you have like a decent sized following in your Twitter account, but is there any forms of medium that you're using to kind of get the word out or, or maybe just like word of mouth, boots on the ground kind of thing? Uh, as of now, what's happening is when I started earlier, I was using Telegram, Twitter, I would go find up these groups. Like I came into Malawi and I was like, where is this group? Where is this group? Finally, it's really challenging. So Twitter, so what has happened is like every region has this little group. Like in the Far East Asia, you will have those Asian people connecting you within different countries. Uh, in the Arab region, you'll have these people connecting you. In Africa, so since Kenya, Kenyan people started connecting me to Uganda. Uganda connected me to Rwanda, Rwanda to Tanzania, Tanzania. So I'm just being able to join these little dots and connect them. And I use Twitter and word of mouth, definitely. Like this is happening. Come learn. It's a free Bitcoin meter. There's no drinks. People are like, oh, yeah, are you going to give free drinks? Are you going to give free this, free that? I'm like, hey, I have no, no such fucking budget to do all of this. I give you knowledge. I tell you what Bitcoin is. And I will make you financially free. But you don't expect me to just be like, hey, take care of everything. So it's just like nice to share. So as of now, it's just been happening by like, like persistence, like just reach out, reach out to random people because I keep connecting between different countries and I make it, man. Like I, I, I didn't, I'm, I just tell you it's like at the end luck after doing a lot of hard work and just like finding like this is the 12th country and so far hosted like over 48 meetups, I guess. Yeah, so, it's, it's really yeah. the work that you're showing. That's for sure. <laughs> I mean, I, no, I, I, like, go ahead. Go. No, I was like, just thank you to all the Bitcoiners. Like they supported me and that's why I'm able to be doing, able to do all this. So thank you all. Yeah, of course. And hopefully, you know, we can help spread the word a little bit more as well. And we can uh, help you get connected to, you know, more people around the globe. So uh, I guess, uh, yeah, that, that's the other thing that I'm kind of like, you know, tying back to the Bitcoin community. It seems like everybody's kind of helping you out, uh, you know, connecting you with other people, maybe helping you find places to stay, that, that sort of thing as well. Um, so when you go to these Bitcoin meetups, uh, how are you kind of structuring it? Are you doing it more so where you're, uh, I guess, you know, kind of almost like a classroom, like a lecture kind of setting? Or is it more like informal, like at a bar or restaurant or stuff and everybody's just kind of meeting and talking? Yeah, it's more into the cafes or into co-working spaces sometimes. Cafes or co-working spaces where I take it over. And the first uh, 15 minutes is more about telling what is Bitcoin mining, blah, blah, blah. The next 15 minutes is all talking about what is, why we need it, what's the philosophy, what is the Bitcoin standard, what is time preference, what is the history of money. And then the last about next half an hour, 15 minutes, sorry. It's like in an hour I'm done. And the last 15 minutes is pretty much me showing them a presentation of 12 countries of that I've got a Bitcoin, I've got a haircut for Bitcoin, I got a burger for Bitcoin, I got a summer puff for Bitcoin, I got my massage for Bitcoin. And then they're like, oh, wait, in 12 different countries? You got all this thing for paying for Bitcoin. It just sends a very positive message. And then they're like, okay, this is practically money. They'll see it as money, you know, just to end it off by just showing like, hey, different countries, I'm just living like a normal human. You know, when you just show them like you can live like a common person, they just start seeing it that way. You know, at the end, I just say like, everything is money, whatever you believe in it. So that's how it goes about. Awesome. So, um, yeah, so I guess what is, uh, the end goal, uh, for all of this? What do you want? What do you want to accomplish? And, uh, do you want to like, I guess afterwards take a little break and then continue to do this? Or is this, uh, you know, just kind of like a one time thing? Uh, so I would definitely would like to have a first, uh, the first of my goals would be to that. There's a Bitcoin conference in Africa by Africa where the local fucking Africans are out there. And it's not like $2,000 tickets for the local people. 
because this is what i felt in kenya uganda and rwanda when a average person is making a hundred dollar he can't afford a bloody bitcoin conference ticket to come down even though if he is a bitcoiner so i have that one of those conferences and then i would really would like to since that i would have done by then 40 countries i would really get connected with all the people who are helping in hyper bitcoinization create from your pos machines that i came across there's something called as ibex mercado they are doing something ibex from guatemala uh, or just see what strike is doing or just see how the wallets are performing like just get them on ground adoption like i would since i would have like on ground reality with on ground community heads it would be easy for adoption to come because i know them personally rather than just knowing them on digitally like i have spent spent time with them so just see that how can we take it adoption and education on a grassroots level that that could that's awesome so do you want to i guess uh you know as you continue along this journey uh do you want to i guess afterwards just kind of keep going do you want to be like almost like a digital nomad and kind of travel around and educate bitcoin and kind of do boots on the ground or uh do you think that this is just kind of like hey you know the time is is lining up perfectly for me and and this is a good situation for now but i want to settle down and you know no and- no i i think so i think so the way it's going and now with every country i'm just getting a different vibe and i'm like i will i will, I will go ahead with this i i i just really because i i think so it's it's good to delegate and deploy on ground that little seedling that little sapling like the best blind time to buy bitcoin was 13 years ago and the second best time is now i would just want that thing to go forward so that people can just see i start seeing man like because see you have 24 hours i have 24 hours at day right where do you deploy your energy like in trading and shitcoining yeah good but every time you'll just feel drained out right and when you just redeploy your all your energy and resources towards bitcoin you start seeing like oh wait i am going towards something called as honesty simple goal <laughs> so yeah that go, go ahead with this yeah definitely for now Yeah, that's awesome. So, um how can uh people and like the listeners kind of help uh help you along this journey? Is there anything that they can do to, you know, help su- show some support in any way? Uh I would really first of all thank everybody who has supported so far like it's not I started with zero and been so far able to do 12 countries so really thank you. Um I have a website called support.runwithbitcoin.com where I have shared all the details. If you would like to support, yeah. if not please do give me blessings it helps a lot um i have a youtube page it's called paco dela india it's uh, so you can watch videos if you like to see how you can buy beer for bitcoin burgers for bitcoin tuk tuk got a tuk tuk for bitcoin in cambodia i got a dentist for bitcoin so you can just check out those videos if you are really curious to just really see the use case of bitcoin rather than seeing the trading ideas because i'm no i don't have a knowledge i'm not a trader uh so i don't comment on it also uh so you can definitely check that out and i write daily blogs on substack with the same pakodela india yeah and yeah give me your blessings that will be very very helpful yeah we'll definitely do that and uh yeah everybody go check out support.runwithbitcoin.com and uh, you can see everything that he's doing there you can contribute uh to his uh efforts and uh yeah i think uh, i'm looking at it right now there's a uh, 100 and 7 contributors so far Uh, and you yeah. have a goal of, of one one full bitcoin um yeah. so that's awesome stuff so hopefully if uh, you know you're in the audience or you're listening listening to this later go donate a couple sats cuz every sat counts um yeah. and ako thank you so much for for your time and everything that you're doing for the bitcoin space i think this is amazing yeah. 
uh, you know, when Gandalf kind of mentioned your story and everything like that to, to me and some some others, I, I had to jump at it, uh, you know, to, to get you on as quick as possible, because I think, you know, a lot of, uh, I guess, Americans or, or maybe people in my audience just kind of see it as Bitcoin almost as like savings technology or they're they're really stingy with their Bitcoin um, and they're not kind of willing to, to spend it or transact, which you're kind of showing the, the use case that you can buy almost or do almost anything. Um, so uh, to, to wrap it up, what is the coolest thing that you bought using Bitcoin? And uh, what is, I guess, do you have like a, a cool item that you're just your, your goal to save up to buy with, uh, with Bitcoin? Uh, one of the coolest things that I got with Bitcoin would be recently, it was really funny, it was a car wash. Like a random guy. This guy had just washed his car. And I went with my friend and I was like, hey, do you accept Bitcoin? He's like, if you teach me, I will. And wallet of Satoshi and a lightning lightning Bitcoin. And he suddenly had like $3, $5 it was. Three, I don't remember. $5 of Bitcoin he had. And he looked at me and he's like, I have it. I'm like, yes, you have it. And they're like, wow, it just happened. And then with that Bitcoin, I went over to BitRefill and I did a recharge using a phone coupon. And they just got some recharge on their phone and then they were like, oh shit, this is possible. So this was one of the coolest things that I recently remember. I've got these bracelets. You see these little ones that I wear for every country. I ended up buying them on Bitcoin because people are really curious. So share a few stats with them and they'll be happy about it. Uh, what's the second question I lost here on the second one? It's like, do you have like a kind of, a, you know, a goal to, to purchase something, some big purchase, maybe, I don't know, like a house or a new car or something like that? Is there something cool that you want to buy using Bitcoin down the road? Uh, bro, right now, honestly, I'm telling you, my GoPro just got water inside like two days yesterday. So like, I think that that's my next thing. I'm going to go get a GoPro. Dude, somebody stole my phone in Kenya. I went and bought my phone on Bitcoin. Like, there's a store that accepts Bitcoin. Can you fucking believe that? Like, this is hilarious. But I'll tell you something. The people who accept Bitcoin are the ones who are cashing it out right away. Let me just make it out to you, all right? Not everybody's a hodler, all right? Not everybody's on Twitter. Nobody said, nobody, they are just down there. They're like, I want money in my bank. I want money in my hand. And so these guys, I send it to him. The person right away did a Binance outward and they were sold out. And like, like, you know, I'm like, they, the person would have saved like $5 of profit for themselves, but uh -uh, nobody sees it. And man, it's, it's, it's really funny, man. I've given Bitcoin to people at 60,000, 50, 40, now 30. I'm also scared, man. Like, I'm also scared. Like these guys who I gave at 60 and I told them hodl. <laughs> like it's 30 word hodl. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. yeah. So with the volatility and things like that too, are you kind of running into that issue where, where people are yeah, maybe... Ah, man. It's crazy, brother. You wouldn't fucking believe this. I'm so sorry. Dude, I went to Kilimanjaro hike. I did a transaction at 39,000. Good. I went for my hike. Six days later, I come back. It's 30,000. Dude, it is... My money has just wiped out. Like the contribution, I got some contribution like 40,000. Suddenly, I'm at like 30,000 and I'm like, I've lost 10,000. And then you just see, come back after the hike and you're like, it's 25 and you're like, dude, I really feel the pinch. So many people have started advising me to hold USDT, but I'm like, okay, I hold a couple of hundred USDT just as a like, backup, but I still hold Bitcoin because I'm just like, this is the purpose, you know, then you might as well hold Bitcoin Cash, might as well hold Ethereum, 
uh, what about the ape coin? Why not the ape coin, right? Like, wow, my monkey has more value. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So I think, yeah, what you're doing, I mean, it's tough and it's difficult because, yeah. you know, the fiat, uh, the fiat underneath it is is extremely volatile, too. So, um, you know, when, when we're kind of running into this time, I think it, it's really interesting because, yeah. you know, I, we'll be able to tell where we're at in the cycle, uh, you know, whether people look back and say, well, you know, we're in a bull or a bear market or anything. And if it comes out at the end that, you know, this time period that we're in right now is a bear market and you're, you're doing all this traveling during a big drawdown, I think, you know, the use case, although it might stink where, where it sees, uh, you know, a big drawdown in your money and your funds, huh. at the end of the day, it might be, you know, a good good for the story in the end where, yeah. you, you know, no matter where you are in the quote unquote cycle or if you believe in the super cycles or, or whatever yeah. you, you, you may subscribe to in Bitcoin, no matter what time you're in, it's always a good time uh, to use Bitcoin and, and to transact and, and you can use it and travel around the world. So yeah. I think, uh, you know, even with the volatility swings, although it might suck and uh, maybe give you some hard times, uh, I think yeah. it'll be interesting in the end. Yeah, man, like like I, I am hoping that and I'm really grateful. Like proof of work has made me just get up and be like, hey, what are you contributing to the mankind? What are you doing as a human? You just sit there and complain. Don't ask what your country can do for you, right? Ask what you can do for your country. It's practically the same thing. Like, you don't ask my Bitcoin is going to be a million dollars. What are you doing for Bitcoin? And it's just like that, right? What are you doing? Like, you're sitting there and sounding hodl. You're sitting down there and just saying hodl. I'm like, how about you just go down in your orange pill, your favorite coffee shop? See, persistence is everything, right? You keep going and saying, like, yeah, buy Bitcoin. Like, dude. Do it like so. If their people start seeing it because people have started seeing it. So in another, as you see, countries are falling down. In the next six months, you will start seeing. And Naib Bukhelele just did it recently, right? He invited over forty-four banks. There is Central Bank of Malawi there. I'm so happy. Yeah, I'm just so happy. Like it there. And I was just, I was just counting. There were twenty-five African countries. Can you imagine? Twenty-five African countries are out there. That is a big thing for us. Like I, I really feel like. That's why when they say we are early, I really feel you come to Africa, you'll feel it, brother. You come to Africa, you'll feel it. We are very early. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Well, hopefully, you know, this can help get the word out as well. Yes. And, uh, yes. you know, you can uh, maybe get that that Bitcoin only in Africa conference going or, uh, you know, stuff yes. like that. So if anybody's in Africa listening or has some connections in there, be sure to reach out to Paco and, and help him his goal and everything like that so paco uh you already named your youtube and the support with bitcoin where else can people find uh what you got going on uh i've got another links that is left over is instagram and on twitter it's called run with bitcoin so if you're on twitter it's run with bitcoin and yeah and instagram i got my blogs i got and i got my youtube blogs they are like really cool i do a lot of lot of editing guys go out check them out man go check them out hit that like bell subscribe what, what, what all is there all of that all of that yeah. peace brother peace